Welcome to Jungle Land, the leading Idaho State University sports podcast. I'm McLean Westbrook, and I am joined today in the studio by none other than Idaho State quarterback Hunter Hayes. Hunter, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. All right. So, Hunter, just kind of introducing yourself to some of our listeners, how did you get into to football? Well, uh, my dad played football um, when he was in college. He actually played here at ISU. And so growing up, I always had this, this dream that I wanted to be like him. And so starting in third grade, I joined the you know local rec football league, peewee kind of thing. And I've just been playing ever since. And you're from Wyoming, aren't you? I am, yeah. Cody, Wyoming, kind of uh, northern part of Wyoming, right next to the East Gate of Yellowstone. So. Okay. So you had your dad go to Idaho State, then you goes back to Cody, Wyoming. And yeah. Then, then you're the you're the only kid from Cody that that dreams of playing at Idaho State. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I can't imagine there's many others, but yeah, definitely always kind of a dream of mine. I um, just want to play college football just like my dad. Yeah, and what and what position did your dad play? My dad played defensive end here. Um, he was here um, from '92 to '96, I believe. Okay, so how do you get a quarterback from a defensive end as a father? I think uh, that comes more from my mom's side. My mom actually played volleyball here as well. Um, so she played a variety of positions on the volleyball team here. Um, she actually played with Pauline Theros, our athletic director, which is kind of cool. But um, So I think I got more of the quarterback stuff from my mom, kind of the smaller build and a uh, little bit more uh, agile. So. Mm, that's right. And then your sister is playing here, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. my little sister Molly uh, is committed to play basketball here next year. Um, so she's quite the little player. She's Gatorade Player of the Year in Wyoming last year. So. That's awesome. So yeah. we've got a real – a uh, Hayes family dynasty at uh, yeah. Idaho State. For sure, we got. I got one more little sister named Grace, and it'd be pretty cool if we could uh, complete the family and have her come here too. But we should. We'll see what she decides to do. So. Sounds like she'll probably be getting a lot of pressure from the rest of the family to. I, I think. I think that, that's kind of something that a lot of people assume, but uh, I think my parents do a really good job of trying to keep it open and allowing us to do whatever we want. So. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so you come here to ISU and you spend kind of the first couple seasons here, mostly backing up uh, Tyler Vanderwall mm-hmm. at the quarterback position, and occasionally you'd come in from the bench to run the ball as a as a running back, or you had some gadget plays. So what do you learn in those in those years? I think the biggest thing for me was just learning how to prepare. Um, it, as a, as the backup for um, the first two seasons, it was kind of like how do I prepare to be the starter without actually being the starter? And I think that I learned like. The amount of tape that you got to watch, the amount of film you got to watch every single week has got to be extremely high. You've got to be ready for every kind of situation that could ever possibly arise. And so I think for me, I learned like I want to come into a game knowing exactly what to expect. And I know from my film study that I've seen everything that they can offer. And so I'll be ready for anything. That's awesome. And so then last year, you kind of saw a bit more action uh, at quarterback. There were some injuries to Vanderwall mm-hmm. and then um, some injuries with a lot of the team, actually. But uh, it was another kind of tough season last year. I think the team finished 1-10. and And then uh, Coach Charlie Regal announces his departure after just a year. He had players transferring in and out, and then new freshmen coming in. So what was kind of the some of the turmoil like that for the team? I think uh, the hardest part that we kind of experienced, especially the guys that had been there for the past couple of years, is that was our. We were already experienced one um, coaching change because the first staff that I was here with um, was fired, and then Coach Regal came in after that. So when he just said he was leaving, it was kind of like all of us were like, "Man, do we really want to go through another coaching change and uh, have to restart again." And so I think a lot of guys decided to leave. Um, that did leave because of that, um, and so I think it was a good. Uh, I think uh, the the guys that did stay though is a good thing, and we've been bonding together, and we and we love all the new guys that came in as well. So. Awesome. Yeah, when I talked to Mike Davis about that, he mentioned that 
when that happened, it's it's tough on the team. But he was having some some thoughts about whether or not to come back for another year. And mm-hmm. then you have Coach Hawkins gets hired as a as a head coach. So what was that like having him come in? It was awesome. Um, so far, everything that he's done here has been great. I think he just adds such an element of great energy every day that uh, really inspires us as players. I know like there's never been this much joy around football as we're experiencing this year. And I mean, every day at practice, he's just super excited to be there. And I mean, he's, he's got his kids running around all the time. And it just is, there's just such a like great feeling at practice that it's great to be a part of. That's awesome. I know, uh, I think I saw you and some of the rest of the team were at Hawkins introductory press conference back mm-hmm. in December. I think you guys were lined up on the back of the wall yeah. and then you had Hawkins come in and greet you. Was that the first time saying hi to Coach Hawkins? Yeah, that press conference was the first time that I ever met him. So it was uh, it was pretty cool. Got to got to meet him, and I, I'd played against him before, obviously, um, when he was the OC at UC Davis. But I never really mm-hmm. had too much interaction with him. So it was it was good to uh, good to finally meet him then. Yeah, you you stick around in the big sky, and you kind of bump into people. Yeah, so. absolutely. So how do you think the from a more player standpoint? How do you think? Uh, X's and O's wise, the offense has changed with Cody Hawkins taking over. I think the biggest thing is just the amount of uh, times we throw the ball every game. Yeah. Uh, I know we've kind of been termed the throwing Idahoans again, which is uh, pretty cool. I know week one we set the, uh, we were the leading passer attempt in the nation. Um, no one threw more than Idaho State at yeah, any I level think it of was football. 62 or 63 attempts. Yeah, 63 attempts, attempts something like that. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, so I think that's, at least offensively, that's the biggest change uh, I think that's something that hasn't been done around here in a really long time and it's pretty exciting especially as a quarterback I love going into <laughs> every game knowing I'm going to throw it quite a few times so yeah you're okay with throwing the ball oh absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah that's what we want it's it gets it gets a little bit boring at quarterback when you hand it off every single play so this is this is a much more enjoyable offense as from a quarterback from a quarterback standpoint so. yeah and one of the things Hawkins talked about and it, it kind of shows is that you're you're throwing the ball a lot on offense but it's not like you're just hucking it down the field every play it's a lot mm-hmm. more perimeter passing and kind of taking what you can get on that so what, absolutely what does that look like from your perspective well the way that we look at it is um sometimes like some of our perimeter screen game and all that we consider it an extension of the run game so you know throwing a screen that if we get five yards on that we consider that to be a great play because we look at it as a run and any any run that's greater than three yards is considered a great run play so we're just trying to you know move the ball down the field any way that we can and it's not all going to be big chunk plays that you might expect out of a passing offense sometimes you got to take the dink and dunks and work your way down and take three to five yard gains so yeah, one of the interesting things about that is that you look at the running backs and they might not be getting handed the ball a lot, but they're still putting up a lot of production on the team. Absolutely. And so when you talk about being an extension of the run game, that kind of shows on the stat sheet. Absolutely, yeah. A lot of our screen game and different stuff that we do actually revolves around the running back. And it, it comes down in the, sta- in the stat book as a pass, but it, it to us we look at it as a run. And, and I think they view it as the same way. Like they got the ball in their hands and they got an opportunity to make guys miss in space, and I think that's pretty exciting for them. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, we also, of course, have a lot of talent at wide receiver, though. Absolutely. We have uh, Chayden James, Christian mm-hmm. Fredrickson, and then Mike Sholikoff uh, coming yeah. over from track and field uh, has shown some potential, too. So when you're when you're looking at it around, when you're finding targets on the field, uh, what are you looking for? What guys are you looking at? I mean, there's. I, I would say all of our receivers are, are really, really good. I, I I've never one time in a game been like, oh, I shouldn't go there because I don't want to have to throw it to that receiver. I think all of our receivers add a huge part to this this game. Um, and, I mean, we've got like guys like Christian Fredrickson who are just solid guys that, like, you put it anywhere in his direction, he's going to catch it. 
And uh, like Mike Shulikoff is such an amazing grab over from uh, the track team. I, I, I threw my ball over in uh, Utah State. I thought as soon as I left my hand, I thought I threw it about 25 feet over his head. And he jumped up and made an unbelievable catch, one of the best things I've ever seen. And I was like, I don't know if there's many NFL receivers that would have been able to go up and get that ball because it was so high. So he's just a great talent. And then Cyrus Wallace as well on their side, super reliable. Great guy to go throw back shoulders to, different stuff like that. We love him one-on-one. And all of our inside guys just have a great ability to you know work different routes and uh, like Chaden James and AJ and uh, Shane Daly Jr. They just do a really good job um, on the inside and you can always rely on them to get open. So Yeah, you have uh, a ton of like natural talent. Like Cholkov is a big guy, mm-hmm. but when you're also able to go up to that next level, grab those balls out of the air. Yeah, for sure. That's what you want out of your receivers. Absolutely. Um, so, so far this season at quarterback, we've seen you and Jordan Cook uh, split a lot of the time, a lot mm-hmm. of the snaps uh, for the first few games of the season. Uh, so is that from what you know, obviously you're not you're not necessarily in charge of these decisions, mm-hmm. but is that kind of what you expect to see some of the rest of the year? Is that what we should expect to see a lot more between you and Cook? Yeah, I think uh, as far as what I've been told moving forward, that's kind of the plan. Um, we have um, what Coach Hawkins says, we have you know a little bit different skill sets. Um, mm-hmm. So he, he, he's got incredible arm talent and can make some throws that are just unbelievable. And there's some of the throws that I can't make, but uh, I add a little bit more in the quarterback run game. Uh, I have a little bit more of a history of doing that kind of a thing. So we've able uh, we've been kind of able to mix and match and um, each add our own strengths to the thing and uh, hopefully kind of work together to create a good outcome. So yeah, we, well, we've definitely seen you run uh, a good amount. Uh, so when you're when you're in the pocket there and, and maybe. Uh, coverage is starting to mm-hmm. starting to break down, or maybe you you have some defenders that are starting to threaten to sack you. Uh, what is it? Uh, this is going by real fast. This is yeah. split second decision. So are you looking to run, or at what point do you kind of give up on a play and try to try to get out of there? And run, it's actually run been uh, kind of a, a learning adjustment for me this year. In the past, I've uh, been a part of offenses where we didn't really have full checkdowns, and they'd always tell me like, if if the play doesn't work, take off and run. But this year, one of the biggest differences um, that I've been experiencing is that we always have a set check down. So, like, we might have a cross coming um, at, like, five yards. If things don't work, we can always get to that kind of thing. Um, and so for I had to really adjust to looking to that as my first option instead of always running. So there's a couple times, especially during fall camp, that I would, you know, the play would kind of break down um, on the deeper developing routes. And so I would just take off with my legs, and I and I wouldn't realize, like, oh, I've got this cross that's wide open. And so I think for me that was a big adjustment in terms of just, like, you don't have to do everything with your legs. You can get a guy, get it to a guy like Chaden or someone who's really good in space and probably a lot better than I am in space, and he might be able to get 25 yards where I might only get 10. And, and obviously there are times when it, things just break down and uh, protection breaks down too quick and you got to take off and run, and I think that's where I can add a little bit with my uh, ability to kind of get out of the pocket and scramble around a little bit. But I do think my my mindset has changed a little bit from uh, just trying to get out and run every time to trying to find those shorter checkdowns. So. Yeah, so uh, Coach Hawkins said even no matter who ends up being the starting quarterback going mm-hmm. forward, uh, we still would see plenty of Hayes and Cook as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think um, you'll be used in sort of situational football or maybe just depending on how the game is going? I think it kind of uh, depends on both things. It kind of depends on 
um, you know, the opponent, what kind of defense they're running. You know, if we're getting lighter boxes, um, sometimes quarterback run game is more of a more prevalent in that game plan for that week. And in those weeks, if, if we continue to do that, those would probably be the weeks that I would see a couple more snaps. But then in games when they're kind of, you know, stacking the box a little bit more, playing lighter coverages, when we want to throw it around more, I, I mean, those would be the weeks that Jordan's um, skill sets are more utilized. And, and I, I think we both have skill sets that can be used in both situations. So, I mean, I don't think that, like, if they give us light boxes, you won't see any of Jordan or vice versa. But I think that uh, it kind of comes down to game plan and just kind of what we're thinking. And then obviously, like on third and one, if we want to do some quarterback run, that's kind of more my area. But, you know, third and 17 might be more of his area. So Right. OK. So with Cook coming in, uh, kind of a loaded quarterback room. We mm-hmm. had, I think, six quarterbacks on the roster and then split in time between you and Jordan. Um, so what what is that? What does that feel like going from because in college football you only have so many years so you mm-hmm. go from the inexperienced freshman quarterback to senior oldest one of the oldest people on the team pretty quick yeah so to go from kind of the the newcomer now to the older most experienced quarterback on the team helping out Cook and some of the other quarterbacks what's that been like I think it's been it's been a really good experience I think uh, I do have quite a bit of experience playing here at ISU and so there's I think there's some knowledge that I can offer to Jordan and uh, some of our other younger guys as well just in terms of like how to prepare and um, different stuff like that also um, like how to handle certain situations in a game Um, I think I've I, I'd like to think that I've been a good influence on him in some of those ways, and um, I hope to be able to improve and uh, you know keep working with him on that. So yeah, so obviously every every player wants to play. Mm-hmm. How competitive do you think that quarterback room is? I think uh, I think it's a healthy level of com- competitiveness. I think both of us uh, um, obviously want to be the guy, and <laughs> uh, and you know obviously ideally I would love to be the only guy getting reps, and that that would be <laughs> awesome. But I think that um, one of the things that I've just been Really trying to focus on is like it's team first and whatever the team needs that's what um, I'm going to do and so whatever my role might be um, I'll accept that as long as that's what's best for the team and so I but I do think there is definitely a little level of competitiveness that's like oh I want to be the guy out there and sometimes it's hard when you're not and but I I do think that uh, we have a healthy level of it and that we're all thinking about the team first so hey that's great well we've definitely seen you put the put the team first a couple times you took a shot uh, or two in that San Diego State game, and then towards the end of the game, we saw you limping around. I think people were a little bit worried, but Hawkins afterwards said that you were doing okay. How's mm-hmm. that? How's that going? Uh, it's doing. I'm I'm doing much better. <laughs> I uh, I just had some kind of a, a hit pointer, kind of an issue. It wasn't too big of a deal. Just um, some, caused some pain on that day, but I was uh, able to get through it and. Um, it was it, it wasn't too big of a deal, so okay, it, just, it just it looked worse than it, it really was. I think okay. it just yeah just rubbed some dirt deal. on it. And yeah, absolutely. You're good to go. Yeah. Okay. Well, we I know just from the when you're when you're running like that as a quarterback, you're you're opening yourself up to taking some of those shots. And mm-hmm. I know in your career you've you've had the uh, you've had a couple of those go your way. So what's what's that kind of been like managing workload and then managing some of those injuries? Some of them just bumps and bruises from the natural course of the game? Well, I think it's just kind of a learning experience, just like everything else. I think uh, my freshman year, you know, I took some lumps and bruises here, and then you kind of learn how to play with those and get through the pain and focus on other things. Um, you know, I, my mom always tells me every time I get a little nick or a bruise, she was like, well, you got to play like you're not hurt. Like, if you can walk out there and play like nothing's wrong with you, then you're fine and you're okay no matter what you have going on. And so that's my goal. Like, no matter how much pain I'm in, I want to be able to walk out and just play like I'm not injured at all. And I think that learning 
over the years just practicing, you know, and getting nicks and bruises every week that you kind of develop that ability over time. So. Right. Uh, so, so far it's been kind of a tough season. Bengals are 0-3 now. We had a rough out-of-conference schedule, yeah. uh, but that was kind of expected. I think ISU was rated one of the uh, hardest strength of schedules for FCS play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just where's the where the team is at right now. So that, that was kind of expected. But there are a lot of positives, I think, to take away so far. Uh, so you had that competitive game week one against San Diego State. And then so far the team has still been scoring higher mm-hmm. than than they did last year. What do you think? Uh, what do you think are some things that the team is doing well so far this year? I think uh, one of the biggest differences that I've noticed is just the, the demeanor on the sideline from guys. I think uh, um, throughout the course of every game, no matter what the score is, no matter how well or how bad you're playing, there's going to be ups and downs. You mm-hmm. know, like um, there's just things are going to happen that are really good for you, and sometimes things are going to happen that um, don't go as well. And, and the best indicator of how a team is going to be is their response to those negative things. You know, you can't ride the roller coaster, as coaches say all the time. You want to kind of stay flat. And I think this year, like, things have gone wrong at times, and that's going to happen. But the response of the team has been really an improvement upon last year for sure, I think, especially in San Diego State. Like, there was a belief on the sideline throughout the entire game that we were going to, like, win. And everyone just kind of thought, like, oh, we're going to figure out a way to get it done, and we'll win this game. And I think uh, – that was totally different than last year. You know, we might it, it, last year if we'd had a turnover or something, it was like, oh, game over, like that. Uh, let's try again next week, kind of a thing. But this year, that was not that's not been the case at all. Even against Utah State, we got down really big, and on the sideline, it was like, hey, let's go show some fight. Let's go show that we, you know, belong to be here and not just lay over and die. So I think that's been a really big improvement. Yeah, and that kind of mirrors a lot of what we've heard from some of the other players. Um, uh, Mike Davis as well so that is that's great to hear obviously um, so kind of on that note where do you think the team needs to improve the most going forward I think uh, paying attention to the little details is kind of our our, our next step I think uh, I think overall we've put together games that uh, we do a lot of really good things and then things will happen that just aren't perfect and and it's not necessarily because the other team is, you know, beating us. It's just because we make a, a little mistake. You know, we might ha- not have the split right at receiver. I might make a mental error at quarterback and, or just different things like that. And uh, if we can eliminate just the little mistakes, um, that'll um, help us out a lot. Yeah, that is. Uh, those mistakes kind of add up. So. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so at the, eliminating those is a great way to improve. And in speaking of improvements – one of the big improvements for the team has been where where we're playing this mm-hmm. year. Uh, so you've been long enough, you've been here at ISU long enough to see what Holt Holt Arena used to look like before any renovations were started. For sure. And uh, now that now that the dome is basically finished at this point, uh, what do you think about the improvements done to Holt Arena? I think they're awesome. It looks it looks amazing in there. It's a really great place to play. I think it adds just. Uh, um, a little sophistication to it. I think it's great. Um, you know, before it was kind of dark and dingy in there, and the <laughs> ceiling was brown, and the ball kind of blended in, and and it was it was it's always been awesome. I mean, having an indoor place to play, especially you know in Idaho in these envir- in this environment, it's nice to have the roof of your head. But I think it just looks so much better in there now. I think it's exciting uh, for the fans, especially too, um, just to kind of see. I, I think that on game day, the atmosphere at, well, at least last week was awesome. So I, I, I'm really excited about all the improvements. Yeah, you had that first game against Northern Iowa. I, I felt like we had a, a decent turnout for that game. Mm-hmm. It seemed like a, a strong amount of community members showed up. And uh, for the most part, in a game that wasn't particularly close, it seemed like a lot of the people that were there stayed there for, for 
for well into the game. So that was great to see. Yeah, that was awesome. I, I think the support from the community was was great last week, and I I'm, hope that we can continue that throughout the season. That's great. Uh, so on more of a personal side of things, so what are your plans kind of going forward maybe after football in college? What is Hunter Hayes up to after ISU? Well, uh, here at ISU, I am a health science major. Chiropractic um, is my goal afterwards, so I'll, I'm hoping to go to chiropractic school when I'm done. Um, I still have an extra. I still have one more year of eligibility left um, with my COVID year, so I'll, I'll plan. I plan on taking that, and I'm, I'm not really exactly sure what I'll do schooling wise for that year. But then, uh, <laughs> when I'm done with that, I'll, I'm hoping to get into chiropractic school. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you uh, looking to go back to Cody, Wyoming, or are you looking to stay here? And I think long. I think long term, that is kind of my goal. Move back. Uh, mm-hmm. That's just where my family is, and I've I loved growing up there, and um, I would love to you know offer any future kids of kids of mine that opportunity as well. I think it's a great place to grow up. Obviously, um, send them to over to Idaho State, though. Of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously, yeah. Got to continue that that family trend. So, but yeah, I do think uh, the main goal would be to end up back in in Wyoming. Would be what I'd like to do. So. Yeah, that's great. Um, so when you're not playing football, when you're not in Holt, when you're not practicing, what can people see you doing? Uh, I love being in the outdoors. Uh, obviously, being from Wyoming, there's not a lot <laughs> else to do. So I'm, uh, I love mountain biking. I uh, love fishing. I'm a big fly fisherman. Mm. Um, so I do that quite a bit. Um, and yeah, and I've uh, in the past couple of years I've kind of picked up golf as well. Really enjoy doing oh, that. Oh, really? So yeah, I spend my kind of my week nights doing that, and then. Um, I'm pretty heavily involved in the FCA um, chapter here at ISU, yeah, right. and uh, and I, I attend uh, University Bible Church over in Chubbuck, and I, a lot of my time is devoted to that as well. Okay, that's great. So you you spend a lot of time out in the community as well as out in the woods. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I asked Mike Davis this question, so I'll ask you, what has been your favorite memory here at Idaho State so far? That could be uh, football, personal I think uh, for me, probably my favorite memory was uh, my—I guess you could say my COVID freshman year, my second mm-hmm. year, but my true freshman year essentially. I uh, my second start, we played UC Davis, who was ranked number seven in the nation. Um, actually, Coach Hawkins was the offensive well, coordinator right. for him, and uh, we managed to to beat him uh, that day, and uh, that was an awesome experience. I mean, we were Owens. Five, I believe at the time and so to beat the number seven team in the nation that week that was an awesome experience especially so early in my career that was a really good time yeah has that ever has that topic ever come up in a meeting or in a practice where you're talking to coach and uh, you say hey remember that game from actually the first time I met him at that press conference that you mentioned earlier when he walked up he's like hey uh, you're Hunter Hayes right yeah you're number seven I remember when you beat us a couple years ago and uh yeah, that was that was a pretty cool moment, especially. I mean, obviously, I think he would have rather been on the other side of that <laughs> coin, but uh, I kind of liked having that one. Yeah, that's a that. that was a big one because uh, that was because, like you said, we were we were own own whatever at the time, yeah. and then to come out and beat UC Davis, who was one of the top teams in the Big Sky. Yeah, what's it kind of what's it like playing football in the in the Big Sky Conference? It's a great conference, competitive conference. I I love playing in the Big Sky. I think uh, I think it's the SEC of the SCF, of the FCS. It's the best conference at this level. Um, I mean, just when you look at the the rankings uh, in the FCS every week, we have I think we have eight teams in the top twenty five just out mm-hmm. of this conference. So every week you're playing against a really quality opponent and there's never a week that's like oh we should totally win this game because every opponent is really really good 
So I think that's really it's really fun because the competitive you know the competitive level is super super high and um, that's really fun to be a part of. Yeah, and that'll be awesome if if uh, ISU can become more competitive in that conference and Absolutely. go to the middle or even towards the top of the the Big Sky. That'd yeah, be great for sure. Um, so what's it like? We talked about uh, Holt Arena and the Dome. What's it like playing in some of those outside Big Sky stadiums? It gets cold, in Montana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, there's some really awesome stadiums here. Um, so far, I think my favorite stadium I've played in was actually UC Davis. Oh, okay. Uh, they kind of have like a bowl kind of looking thing, and it's kind of dug down, and there's some grass hills surrounding it. It's just really, really pretty, and it's uh, it's a cool environment to play in. The weather's not too bad. Either. Yeah, yeah, really um, beautiful weather. But um, we go we go play at Montana this year, and that'll actually mm-hmm. be my first time playing at Montana. I've played at Montana State twice, but never at Montana, and. Everyone says that uh, UM is one of the greatest places to play. Even my dad said when he was here, he said he played at Ole Miss and some other really big schools, and the best place he ever played was at Montana. So I'm, I'm really excited for that opportunity. Yeah, Washington Grizzly Stadium up there in Missoula with the, with the fans and the atmosphere is yeah. one, of the, one of the top spots of college football there. Absolutely. So that would be awesome. So this weekend we got homecoming, and we're facing the Northern Colorado Bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's kind of the preparation been like for that game? I think uh, for me it's just kind of trying to figure out what their defense does and uh, watching a lot of film, trying to understand how they, you know, make their adjustments to different things. Um, and then, you know, at practice it's just been kind of perfecting the little things, you know, getting all of our plays set up and ready to go. Um, but, yeah, for me mostly it's just been a lot of film study. So Okay. So what's that? Uh, what's it like going against uh, ISU's defense in practice? Or how's the defense looking? Is, is it what I'm asking? Yeah, they're they're looking really good. Our uh, our D line is doing really well getting to the quarterback. Um, so um, that's always a plus. And our our DBs are doing really well, flying around, making plays in the in the uh, in um, coverage and. And our linebackers are filling gaps hard. So I think our defense is going to play really, really well this week. And, I mean, in practice, we don't do a ton where we play, you know, good on good just because, you know, they schematically they're very different than, you know, who the other teams that we may play um, on Saturday. So a lot, uh, we, we do a little bit of stuff here or there where we play good on good. But overall we play uh, mostly, you know, against scout looks so that we get an idea and a picture of what the actual defense that we're going to be playing that week is trying to do. So. That's awesome. So uh, in those practices, is uh, Coach Hawkins, how involved is he with those quarterbacks? I've seen a couple clips of him throwing the ball with you guys. Is he, uh... Oh, yeah, he's very active with us. He does He does a really good job. Um, yeah, obviously as the offensive coordinator, he's I, I think he's more heavily on the offensive side mm-hmm. uh, of practice. Um, and he, and he kind of runs the overall, um, you know, Getting everyone to the right drills and stuff, and so and so he's not our only quarterback coach. Um, Josh Mont is our primary coach that we deal with most of the time, and he does a really good job with us. But Coach Hawkins comes over all the time, and you know he gives us little details to help us out, and uh, does a really good job. All right, so coach isn't too old. Uh, if you think he stepped in right now, where would where would he land on the depth chart at quarterback? Do you think? Uh, I don't know. He's got a really good arm. Uh, it's actually kind of surprising. Every uh, game day part of our warm-up routine is he throws deep balls to all the quarterbacks. We all line up at the 40 and run off towards the end zone. He throws us a deep ball. and um, It's unbelievable how far that ball goes sometimes. So I, I, I think he might be higher than most people would expect. All right. Glad he's staying in shape. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for joining us here on the on the studio, and uh, just uh, wish you good luck throughout the rest of the season. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, have a good one. Thanks.